Hey everyone, welcome to the Music Marketing Monday podcast. My name is Andrew Southworth, and today we're going to talk about how to promote Spotify with Facebook ads, aka meta ads. Now, usually the podcast version of this newsletter, which is what you're hearing now, goes hand in hand with the newsletter, uh, and normally they match up one to one. But this topic is very visual, so if you normally listen to the podcast, you'll want to also check out the newsletter because in the newsletter we're going to I'm going to show you screenshots, step by step tutorials for how to how to do this. And in this podcast version, I'm going to be talking more about the ad strategies and the audience targeting strategies. Uh, just because if I tried to explain it, it, you just want a visual example anyway. So um, yeah, go to musicmarketingmonday.com or click the, the link in the show notes below to join the weekly newsletter, to join 6,400, which is crazy, uh, 6,400 other music artists, managers, label owners, etc., getting actionable music marketing advice every single Monday morning. So yeah, in the newsletter, I walk through the step-by-step guide for how to set up one of these campaigns. But I want to give you kind of the, the nutshell overview. So in general, you want to run a conversion campaign on Facebook ads. You don't want to use a traffic campaign directly to Spotify. It just doesn't work. Because when you have a landing page where you force people to go to, it filters out bots. It filters out click farms. It filters out people who care so little, little about hearing your music that they're not willing to click one more button. So even if they are real people, do you even want them on your Spotify if they're not willing to click a second time to go hear your song? So in terms of landing page services, there's three options I normally tell people. For paid options, there's Hyped It and Feature FM. Those are my favorites. If you're looking for a free option to get started, you can use Toneden. I personally wouldn't pay for Toneden. Sorry, Toneden team. <laughs> but uh, the paid versions of Hyped It and Feature FM are great. Hyped It's more on the affordable side. So use one of those. You install your Facebook pixel on there. And you want to make sure you use the right custom conversion event for the platform that you're choosing. I have tons of videos on my YouTube channel that walk through pixel setup stuff if you have no idea what the heck I'm talking about. Now, the general funnel for this campaign is people see your ad, X amount of people click on that ad, X amount of people land on the landing page, X amount of people convert through our landing page, X amount of people listen to your song, X amount of people save the song or add it to playlists, and then X amount of people will follow you on the platform. So at each stage of that funnel, we have a loss, and that's okay. In a nutshell, a very simple way to look at it is the more effective your ad is at maintaining a high percentage of people at each stage of that funnel, the better it will perform. In reality, Facebook's an auction, so basically every person in every country with every interest has their own price, and you know it gets a little more complicated than, than just that. But you can think of it that way, because if you think of it that way, that's the right way to, to optimize <laughs> Um, so yeah, let's talk about the audience strategy and then the ad strategy. So when it comes to these audiences, generally in this campaign, you have your campaign level and then inside of your campaign, you have multiple ad sets and inside of each ad set, you have multiple ads and there's no magic number, unfortunately, for how many ad sets you should have or how many ads you should have. My good general rule of thumb for starting is Try three audiences with three to five ads in each or something like that. It's not super critical. Um, if, so if you're spending, let's say you're spending $15 a day, three ads in each or three audiences with four ad creatives, that would give you 12 ads. And I want to have at least $1 per ad per day. So if you have $15 per day, you have 12 ads, you're cool. Now, how do you break up those audiences and what do you target? Well, one approach to this is to start thinking about yourself, think about five to 10 artists that you think you sound like, or more accurately, five to 10 artists you think fans of that artist would also like your music. 
Because there might be some artists that you don't necessarily sound exactly alike, but maybe your vocals sound like theirs, or maybe your instrumental sound like theirs, or maybe your your songwriting style sounds like theirs. And you could kind of match these individual components of your music to other artists that people enjoy to get them to check out your music. Someone might, it might be the instrumental that latches them on. It might be the vocals that get them to latch on. It might be the songwriting style or the lyrics that get them to latch on. So think about all of those components. Now then go to five to 10 other friends and ask them what they think you sound like. And then I would also ask some family members and then ask some strangers. And then also think about what subgenres you fit in, what regular genres you fit in, what hobbies, lifestyles, activities would people do who would have a high likelihood of enjoying your music? Are they Apple fans or are they Android fans? Are they anime fans? Are they video game fans? Do they like certain movies? Do they like certain concert festivals? Think about all those things and you'll have a big list of hopefully like 20 to 30 different things. And then now you need to cross check them with Facebook because not all of those things are gonna be targetable. Some people, every single thing you thought of will be targetable, but it depends on your genre. If you're doing a newer genre like emo rap or something, (laughs) um, or something that's only been really popular in the last few years, um, and I'm blanking on the exact name of it, but there's a subgenre of hip hop that's kind of mixed with like pop punk. And that's, you know, in the last couple of years, that's gotten a lot more popular. So you can't target that directly. I honestly don't even know what it's called or if it has a name, it probably does. (laughs) And a lot of the artists that fall in that have also blown up recently as well. There's some, like, you could target MGK or Post Malone, but aren't, those aren't really perfect fits. Uh, so you're going to need to do some trial and error to see what's targetable and what's not. And then don't be precious with it. If something's not a perfect fit, that's fine. If you're doing, like, like let's say, a sad rap or like any kind of melodic hip-hop, like the pop-punk rap or the pop-punk rap or the, the sad rap, Post Malone and Machine Gun Kelly, close enough. And Yellow Wolf, close enough. Like, it's not the same thing, most likely at least, but it will work. And even Justin Bieber, like if you, let's say you're trying to target Kid Leroy, he's not targetable. So you target Justin Bieber. Why? They've done a song together. You look at their Spotify page and their related artists and they're linked, right? So a lot of fans that like the other artists also like Justin Bieber. So uh, you you can kind of go on Spotify and do some cross research and see what's of the related artists who are targetable. You can look at the playlist these artists are on, see what genres people are tagging them with, what mood people are tagging them with. And what artists they're putting them next to, because you you want you probably won't find every single artist you want. So you want to see what you can target. From there, if let's say you're doing three audiences, you you want to bundle them by similarity and size. So targeting something like Justin Bieber is massive, and if you're targeting something, I don't know, like uh, Lincoln Park is massive. But if you're trying to target something like North Lane, which is a relatively niche like progressive metal band slash metalcore band, um, they have a very small audience. So, you know, you you want to bundle things by similarity, but also by size. So some ad sets might have one artist and another ad set might have 10 artists. Just make sure that those 10 artists can reasonably group together. So maybe you might have one audience that's more uh, melodic rappers and another audience that's more rapping rappers and then another audience that's Uh, underground hip-hop, for example. And that's where you can start blending in these genres as well. So it can be a little complicated sometimes. It's not super important that the audience sizes are exactly the same. Just try to keep them within an order of magnitude. So, or not even an order of magnitude. Like they're all between one and 10 million or they're all between five and 
15 million or they're all between 15 and 30 million, something like that, and then bundle them accordingly. Now you have your ad sets defined, hopefully. <laughs> At least you have a starting direction for how to figure this out. Next, it comes to the ad creatives. And a lot of people I see trying to do this try only one ad creative. Problem with that is you're not testing different parts of the song. You're not testing different visual styles. And what if the ad you chose is the worst part of the song you could have possibly chosen and it is the worst visual style you could have possibly chosen? That's a possibility, right? There's, there's no way for you to know ahead of time what part of the song or what visual style will work better in an ad. Artists always think they know and most of the time they're wrong. <laughs> most of the time I'm wrong when I guess. You'll think it's gonna be the chorus or the hook or the drop of your song, and then you launch it and it's like the bridge or verse one or the pre-chorus, right? Sometimes it is the chorus, but a lot of the times it's not. And then sometimes you think a certain visual style worked better, and then you realize that something else worked better. Like you could try, uh, well, for most people, I would recommend performance footage. So lip sync your song in a cool location with good lighting, cut it up into 15 to 25 second chunks, get like three to six clips or whatever. And now you have a bunch of different parts of the song with a performance style video. That for most people is one of the better things that works. Not all the time, but it's a combination of things that work good and are easy to do that takes the cake. If you're trying to use just static artwork with some very subtle visual effect on it, that's probably gonna be one of the worst things you could use. It's just not interesting, right? Like if you saw on social media, someone posted their artwork with a little clip of music and some like some fire effect on it. Like that's boring. <laughs> Unless your artwork is truly amazing, it's boring. But a clip of you performing your song in a cool location, it's color graded and the sky is like a light pink. It's just visually striking. It stands out. It looks like a social media post. It doesn't scream out, hey, I'm an ad. It's fine if something screams out that it's an ad, but if it does, it it better be engaging. <laughs> um, so try the visual performance thing. If you're not a vocalist, then if you play whatever your instrument is, if you're a DJ, set up a DJ deck, set up a MIDI controller, whatever. Or, or if you happen to actually DJ at a club, just film some footage of you DJing at a club with people having a great time and just put your new song over. You don't even have to be playing the right song. Just play a song that has the right tempo, and then in post, when you make your video, just overlay your current song on it, right? Like a good video is a good video. And so it doesn't really matter <laughs> if if you're actually performing the right song in the video, is that, with the exception of if your mouth is moving at the wrong times. Now, additionally, you can also try other social media content. Like if you've been posting in social media and you see certain things do very well organically, it's probably a sign that that'll work very good in an ad for you as well. Because at the end of the day, Social media ads are just social media posts that are being shown to more people. Meaning, if something that's good organically, it's probably gonna perform in a similar way with ads. So if something performs bad organically, it's probably gonna perform bad in ads. Well, generally. <laughs> now, there's other styles of ads you could use. You could use lyric videos, you can use visualizers. Those can have mixed results depending on your genre. Uh, and you can also do more like, like TikTok-y content. Like, let's say you're doing the thing where you're pointing at the screen and there's text on the screen that says, if you're a fan of this artist, then you'll, you might like this. And then all of a sudden three seconds and you start performing. Uh, so consider some of that, just try it organically first, because that's really a free area for you to test your ads is just posting organically in social media. 
Um, be mindful of having things start right away. Like if you have a three second fade in with no music, it might not go so well unless there's like a compelling reason for people to wait. For example, like the, that TikTok hook style video that I mentioned. Uh, if you can think of a funny thing for you to do or an outrageous thing for you can do or an, or an amazing thing that you could do on camera, let's say you're lip syncing your song, but you're on the back of a jet ski. Interesting, entertaining, potentially funny. <laughs> uh, if you're like, if you have live footage, that can be a great thing that you can use as well. If you perform live, just get the live footage and sync it up with the studio audio. If you have to speed up or slow down your footage, that's fine. doesn't matter. And sometimes what people do is they'll get like a sizzle reel of live footage and just sync up the new song under it. Or just even a part with a vocalist, it's not very clear what words they're saying. They'll just put the new song under it and no one will ever notice. So those are several ideas that, that, that you can try. And you really do have to try and just see what works best for you because what works best for me won't necessarily work best for you. And the best ads I've ever seen don't necessarily work for everyone. Also, ads are constantly changing. So you might have seen older videos by me where I'm using that boring artwork style ad and it gets great results. One, it can still get great results, but it's more rare nowadays <clears throat> because people's, people's quality standards kind of go up and they get bored of things they see over and over and over again. And that's why the same content that worked in social media five years ago doesn't work good anymore. Like the content that blew up on TikTok in 2020 and 2021 does not work the same in 2023. It just doesn't. And that's just a common thing in social media. Even on YouTube, when I'm making videos, the things that get people to click and watch now aren't the same things that got them to click and watch five years ago. There's a lot of the same principles, but you, you do have to kind of learn as you go and evolve. And um, if you're taking advice that's based on years old results, it, it may have mixed results. <laughs> uh, so I do have some exciting news for you this week as well. Actually, first, let me talk about the new content that came out. Uh, I have this crazy case study that I ran for my agency for Bid Media where we got tw over 12 million streams in a song in six months. Um, so check that out. <laughs> and then I had another video that shows two new changes to Facebook Ads Manager that can ruin your ad campaigns if they're used improperly. So if you're running ads, check those two out. Again, musicmarketingmonday.com. If you're not on the newsletter, if you are on the newsletter, just check your email and you'll have it in there already. For the news this week, Amazon is shutting down its radio app AMP less than 20 months after it launched. Song Trader, which was which had purchased Bandcamp uh, like a month ago or less, uh, is promising a fair and equitable outcome for the Bandcamp employees. They acquired uh, Bandcamp from Epic Games, who for some reason purchased them a couple years ago. Uh, Taylor Swift has sold over a hundred million dollars of her her concert film globally, which is insane. And Live Nation has this backed platform called Veeps, which is basically like the Netflix of live concerts. It seems like it's like a video streaming service for live concerts, uh, which is very interesting. I wonder if that will take off and if that will hurt <laughs> live music or artists that sell recordings of their live performances. Like in COVID, a lot of bands did digital live performances. They were like pre-recorded and edited and they were really good, actually. They're very interesting. Um, and people, would, they would make a killing on them, right? Because you can sell as many tickets as you want you don't have to, you don't have any expenses day by day. You just have the expense of making the thing. And it's interesting to think about what if there was a video streaming service for that? Uh, one, it would probably make the artist a lot less money because uh, anytime a streaming service comes out, it's like everyone makes a killing at first and then uh, it just becomes a race to the bottom. 
right? Everyone's making nothing compared to what they were making before. Yeah. So the quote of the week is by Ralph Waldo Emerson, and it's that every artist was first an amateur. So the next time you're thinking about how you sound or how you're performing, just remember that even like almost every artist that you ever listened to at some point sucked <laughs> and at some point struggled to get someone to listen to them. I saw Ed Sheeran live a few months ago, and he was talking about how he, he just like, I think it was like seven years ago or eight years ago or something. He was like a kid playing, playing shows in like a bar or something. Uh, and no one would pay attention to him. And now he's like the second most listened to artist on Spotify right now or something. So yeah. Anyways, if you're not a member of the newsletter, go to musicmarketingmoney.com to join over 6,400 artists, managers, and label owners getting actionable music marketing advice every single Monday morning sent straight to your inbox. My name is Andrew Southworth, and thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.